This is the Kern Trends Podcast, Episode 4, focusing on the Kern River Valley. Welcome. I'm your host, Gene Hacker. This podcast is about Kern County markets and economic trends with an emphasis on real estate. Let's get started. The Kern River Valley is basically several communities around Lake Isabella. The entire area is about 45 minutes into the mountains from Bakersfield and located in the southern Sierra Nevada mountains. Its location has made it a pretty major recreation destination. There's world-class whitewater kayaking, windsurfing, kiteboarding, mountain biking, rock climbing, hiking, fishing, hunting, pretty much anything outdoors. The Kernel Valley has become a pretty major destination. The population of the communities around the lake is between, it's around 11,000 to 15,000 people. It's kind of hard to get good numbers on that. And this is the total of many small communities that surround the lake. Retail and services are the biggest industries. The biggest employers are the school districts, the local forest service, and the local hospital. There is less job opportunities in the Kern River Valley than many other areas. It tends to be more of a retirement destination and a little bit of a tourist destination. And the lack of job opportunities and employment is is one of the biggest downsides to this area. Overall, the area has extremely low average household income. There's a lot of fixed income, retired folks. And then because home prices are cheap when it comes for investors, this is an important factor is that it is cheaper to buy a home than to rent a home. And so most people that have decent employment and credit that plan on being in the area in a while have purchased homes, which basically leaves a tenant pool that is less qualified than you might find in other areas. One of the reasons that the area is fairly affordable and inexpensive is that the Kern River Valley was hit really hard by the drought from 2012 to 2016. California experienced one of the the worst droughts, definitely the worst drought in recorded history. And I've heard from a local timber manager with the Forest Service that that the drought was was the worst in over a thousand years. Because the lake and the river are such a focal point for recreation in the area, the drought really hit this area hard. Rafting companies are big business. They were shut down. A lot of them didn't even open up for several years during the drought. The lake at one point got to single digit capacity. It was like 9% of a full pool. It was very low. There was trees showing. It was still a, a large lake, but but it was much less inviting than, than when it's at full capacity. And one of the other things about the lake is that a lot of the communities are built um, where they were because they had lake views. And when the lake was extremely low, many of the Lakeview properties that historically had always been there just didn't have a Lakeview anymore. So the drought hit the Kern River Valley harder than most areas economically. And it's worth noting that even though that drought was a historically devastating drought, and it's statistically unlikely to see another drought like that, that the area is very dependent on the lake and the river. More of a single industry town than a lot of people probably would have thought before before seeing the how bad that drought was to the local economy. And so it is worth noting that, that that the area is dependent on weather and that could cause future problems as well. So one of the exciting news trends right now in the Kern River Valley, a lot of people are very against this project, but a lot of people are for it, is that there is a major dam project. They're going to be basically raising the local dams and improving the spillways. And this is a big project. 
the current contract is $204 million, and that's likely to increase to 241. The increase is based off of basically finishing up negotiations to complete work on the auxiliary dam. And the reason that this is worth talking about is it's all about jobs. The number of jobs that this project will bring in is pretty substantial. The best information I could find was from the Army Corps of Engineers in their environmental impact report. They estimate that there's going to be 141 annual direct employment opportunities and an additional 87 indirect or induced jobs uh, as a direct result of this project. And the language is not very clear in in the report if those jobs were just the construction-based jobs or included the environmental planning and also jobs that would be created in the community just through the velocity of money. Like basically money comes into the community and uh, the workers, when they get done with their shift, would go to the restaurants, stay at hotels, local shopping, gas. And those businesses will hopefully have to bring on more employees to help with this new added demand. It's not sure if that's what they meant by indirect or induced jobs, or if they meant the non-construction related jobs like engineering, planning, uh, surveying teams, etc. So there's no extremely clear data on the number of jobs coming into the community from this project. Even with the minimum numbers reported, it's pretty significant for a small community like this to have that many high paying jobs coming into that area. And this is a very temporary measure. You know, the, they're saying that the project's going to last 4.5 years. So at least for a few years, this is going to be a pretty major impact to the local community around the Kern River Valley. And this is all going to start in, in the summer, in the spring, summer 2018. They say the project will last 4.5 years, but there's definitely reasons to think that it could go longer. They originally talked about starting construction years sooner, and there's been a lot of delays. So, so there's definitely a pretty good fa- chance that the project will, will take longer than the 4.5 years that they're saying. Even though the jobs impact will be minimal, one of the good things about this project is that it's going to get rid of the current restricted pool that is in place at Lake Isabella. So basically, because they didn't think that the dam was completely structurally sound, they put a restriction in place where the pool could only fill fill to a certain level. And that basically meant that the lake wasn't allowed to fill up in the spring. And once this project is completed, that restriction is going to be lifted, which will definitely be beneficial to the area as a more full lake is possible during, during the summer after the spring melt. One of the key factors to this area, the one, probably the main reason people would be interested in investing here, is just how inexpensive real estate is at this time. Many of the lower end areas have a median price of under $100 a foot. It's much lower than the cost of new construction. Because of this, there's probably not a lot of threat of more supply coming online anytime soon because it's very costly to build. It's probably more costly to build in the Kern River Valley than in Bakersfield just because of the lack of local tradespeople. And because of this, the the cost of construction is much higher than the cost of existing homes. So it's likely that construction will be very limited until the cost of existing homes gets up to the point where new construction would pencil would make sense. And that, that's a pretty long way off. Home affordability is is one of the largest attractions to the area. Some of the cheapest home prices in California are in the Kern River Valley. It's pretty easy to find stick-built homes, a standard, you know, single-family home. 
for under $100,000 and manufactured homes, which include the land, not homes and parks, but home and land combos are found fairly regularly for under $50,000. And this has made the area a pretty major retirement destination. It's along with being a tourist destination with the recreational opportunities. It's also, uh, most of the areas have a pretty major population of retired folks. I've talked to many retired folks up in the area and they list that between recreation, favorable climate, and the fact that it's between two and a half to four hours to all the different parts of Southern California has just makes it a pretty desirable place to be for the price. The average age of a resident in the Kern River Valley is, is higher than normal because it is a retirement destination. And I think this is a factor that's going to continue because when you look at baby boomers and, and basically the retirement trends moving forward, affordable housing, affordable retirement destinations are likely to benefit from the aging boomer population that's, that's entering into retirement. So I, I did a little bit of homework on this and I found a study from the insured retirement Institute that says that 68% of boomers wish that they had saved more and only 24% are confident that they have enough money to last through their retirement. The other factor that's pretty interesting is that only 49% of the older boomers, these are the ones that are past typical retirement age at this time, own their home outright. And that this is 10% less than previous generations at the same age. For many baby boomers, staying in, in a house in a more expensive area and servicing a mortgage as they go into retirement might not be as attractive as selling and taking some of that equity and buying somewhere you know more affordable. And the Kern River Valley being close to LA and, and being some of the least expensive real estate in California definitely checks a lot of those boxes. Someone going into retirement with a $600,000 house in LA that might owe $300,000 because they refinanced in 2006 and took out some money and now they're going into retirement with a fixed income. You know, if they could pull 300,000 in equity after they sell that and move up to the Kern River Valley and buy a house between 100 and 200,000, you can buy some really nice homes for under 200,000 and they could still have some money left over. And that, and that's a trend that I, I see pretty often. I've, I've talked with a lot of buyers in the Kern River Valley that pretty much that was their exact scenario. So for investors, what are the best ways to invest in the Kern River Valley, what are the best asset classes? And a lot of people are interested in in looking at commercial, but the Kern River Valley commercial is is not really a very good place to be. When you go around the Kern River Valley, there are commercial vacancies everywhere. It's the rents are very low, and there's still very low demand. There's a lot of vacancies. It's a really hard place to have any sort of reliable income production. I would say. As far as multifamily goes, there's there's not a whole lot of large multifamily in the Kern River Valley. It's a pretty small area. You do see two to four units come up pretty often, but larger five plus is not very common. There is definitely an opportunity in manufactured home parks. There are several mobile home parks around the lake and those have come on the market. And that is, as anyone that follows real estate investing knows, that's a pretty hot sector of investing lately. So that definitely is an opportunity, but most investors in the Kern River Valley are dealing in single family homes, stick built and manufactured just because that's where most of the inventory is. 
So a little bit of data. If we look at Lake Isabella, we're looking at medium sales price right now showing up at about 128,000. So again, like these are some of the cheapest prices in California. It's pretty easy to find uh, stick built homes under 100,000 and manufactured homes under 50,000. It's worth noting that the data in this area is very unreliable. And it's like that in any small area. Basically, when you get to these small numbers, month to month can have massive noise in the data. Basically, one month you could have expensive homes sell and then the next month smaller sales. And that there's so few data points going in that a few outlier events can really, really skew prices. And so an example of that is Truya states that the medium home prices in Lake Isabella are up 39% year over year. But Zillow states that home prices are up 3%. That's a pretty major difference. And so it kind of shows that there's a lot of noise in the data and it's pretty unreliable. It's, it's just, you get outside of the large metropolitan areas, it's pretty hard to get reliable data on a lot of the trends. Makes makes timing and, and trend analysis pretty difficult. It's kind of more of an art than a science at that point. When we look at the Zillow price index that they publish, it shows that prices are up pretty steadily since 2011. 2011 was the previous lows, and they're currently up about 55% from those lows. So there has been nice steady appreciation, and, and that chart does align with the anecdotal evidence that I have seen. So rents in the Lake Isabella area, uh, they fell They fell during the last cycle, 2007 to 2009. Rents fell pretty dramatically. And then they've definitely risen significantly starting in 2017. It can be a little overwhelming hearing a bunch of statistics when listening to a podcast. So I'll just do a quick little case study. There's an um, investor I know that is currently buying a rental in the Kern River Valley. They found a two-bedroom manufactured home along with the land for 50000 And so the home does need a little bit of work, probably under $5,000. The major systems were good, but there are minor things that need to be done to make it rentable. And this home will rent currently for six fifty to 700 And rents are in very short supply right now. And this is typically, the winter is typically a pretty slow season for rentals, and there's usually a lot of vacancy. So it's surprisingly tight right now. And going into the spring, summer, and on top of that, with the dam project starting right now, those rents are probably going to go up dramatically. So anyhow, you could see that with a $55,000 cost basis and bringing in $700 a month, that's that's pretty darn good return on investment. That's pretty good cash flow. And home prices are going up, so those numbers are going to change, but also rents are going up. So it'll be interesting to see if prices and rents how how they change over time and and if cash flow situations stay similar or improve or get tighter. There's also some higher end areas in the Kern River Valley. There's Squirrel Valley and Kernville. These areas are a little bit more expensive and they tend to not attract the cash flow investor because the rents aren't don't quite reflect the differences in price. One of the other interesting trends in the area is the growth and popularity of vacation rentals, particularly in Kernville and the small mountain community of Alta Sierra. Alta Sierra is a higher elevation cabin community about 8 to 10 miles above the lake, so it's dramatically higher elevation. Lake Isabella itself is at 2,500 feet elevation, and Alta Sierra is around 6,000 foot elevation, so it tends to be a bit... A bit cooler, you get the snow, uh, there's a little small ski mountain nearby, 
And um, that area tends to be really popular with vacation rentals. And so does Kernville, River Kern, the areas closer to the river. And a lot of people are fearful of vacation rentals because the idea that the city or county could change the rules and basically limit or regulate, which could be very detrimental to your investing strategy. So Kernville and Altasierra are not cities. They are unincorporated areas of Kern County. Kern County so far has not shown to be aggressive towards vacation rentals. There was actually some folks living in Alta Sierra that went to the county to try to limit vacation rentals and short-term rentals because they didn't enjoy living next door to vacation rentals. And after the county heard them, they basically kept everything the same. The county collects additional revenue. There's excess taxes that are tagged on to vacation rentals that are above and beyond general property taxes. And I think the county enjoyed that income. And so up to this point, there hasn't really been any signs of of change in that policy. So the Kerner Valley is definitely a small niche area. It's not somewhere that most people really know of or think of when it comes to real estate investing, but because it has relatively high cash flow and some of the cheapest property in California, it's definitely a place that's worth looking into and considering if you're looking for cash flow right now, when most areas in California really are far from having reliable cash flow. If you have any questions or comments about investing in the Kern River Valley specifically, reach out to us, visit our website at kerntrends.com. So hopefully this episode has been helpful to anyone that wanted to learn more about the Kern River Valley or just looking to learn more about a potential cash flowing area that is not very well known of. In future episodes, I hope to dive into other small communities throughout Kern County that also have unique opportunities. Well, that's it for this week's episode. I appreciate you listening. And this is Gene Hacker signing off. This podcast is sponsored by the Bakersfield Real Estate Investors Meetup Group. As the old saying goes, your net worth is in your network. This is your chance to meet other investors and learn what others in our community are seeing and doing. This event is free. There are no speakers or aggressive salesmen pushing training material. We just ask that you plan on ordering food and drinks from the venue that hosts the meetup. This is perfect for experienced investors and new investors alike, or even if you're just interested in learning more about investing in Kern County and specifically Bakersfield. For more information, visit kerntrends.com forward slash meetup. Hope to see you there. Please review and rate this podcast on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. I appreciate any comments, feedbacks, and suggestions. You can reach out to me at gene at kerntrends.com. That's G-E-N-E at kerntrends with an S dot com. Or at Twitter at kerntrends. That's K-E-R-N-T-R-E-N-D-S. As a final note, I implore everyone to do something to help our community. Even a small act of kindness or a large effort that will create a lasting impact. This is our community, and together we can make a positive difference. This is Gene Hacker with the Kern Trends Podcast, signing off.